I was in college, and a guy who was discipling me asked me to come to a Bible study he was leading. As I met him on the way, I realized he forgot something very important, his Bible. Trying to alleviate any embarrassment on his part, I asked if he needed to borrow mine. He said that he didn't forget and that he would be okay. He began to study that night to a room full of college guys and asked a simple question. So what questions do you have about what God says in the Bible? For the next two hours, we bounced questions at him and he kept replying, it says in, and then he would provide the reference and the verse from memory. That night I realized something. I want to know God's word more. If you have ever felt the same way, it's time for you to go the second mile in scripture memory. This is Travis Agnew, and this is the fifth episode of the Second Mile Podcast. As we've looked at this first month of these spiritual disciplines of going the second mile in these areas that are so important. You see, Jesus taught that if someone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. In the Second Mile Podcast, I want to equip you to do more than the bare minimum in following Jesus. Don't settle for that average life that we get so used to, and especially when it comes to the area of Scripture memory. So today, in the next few minutes, I want to try to convince you to do something very, very simple and may seem overwhelming for you at first, but here it is. Here's the goal. I want you to memorize the 25 most important verses that you need to memorize next. So, so I want you by the end of this to, to get. To, I want to convince you that you need to establish what are those next 25 verses that I need to memorize that are so important to where I am in my own personal discipleship as I'm growing. Uh, I, I realized this that in college, after that moment where I sat there in that Bible study, just completely dumbfounded by how somebody knew God's word so well and yet didn't have to have that Bible in his hand, wasn't having to Google for that reference, but he had committed so much of the Bible to his head and it had infected his heart. And now he was opening up his mouth and could tell us, and literally when he was speaking and, and I would ask a question like, hey, what does God say about this? He wasn't giving his opinions anymore. He was actually speaking the very words of God. And there was power in that. And I'll be honest, we, we started with the real simple questions, right? That a bunch of college guys would ask. But then after a while, I just started asking the just absurd questions just to see how ridiculous this guy was. And come to find out, I could throw any curveball at him. And he was ready. He had prepared himself that he was ready that if someone asked him a question, that he wouldn't say, here's my opinion. He would say, here is God's word. And that night changed everything for me. And I just decided that I was going to start memorizing God's Word. And so the next thing I did, I was on a mission trip, and and I found this little note card. It had a key ring on it and a bunch of little white pieces of paper. And on one side, I wrote the verse down that I needed to memorize next. And on the back side, uh, I I wrote down the reference. And and I just started there. And I can remember the first verse I put down was Acts 20.24. It says, But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly to the gospel of the grace of God. And I just remember that I just got that verse and I just looked over and over and and got the reference down. And then I added Galatians 2.20 to it. And then I continued to go. And and I, I was just completely shocked at how quickly I could memorize God's word when I prioritized it. It was absolutely shocking to me. And and, and so it has to um, come to you that it really was just a steroid form, like shot of discipleship. Like it, reading the word and meditating on the word is so important. But when you're able to take that 
a word with you. When, when the Bible is closed and it's on the shelf and then you're in a situation that you really weren't anticipating, but God was, when he put that word in you, what happens is, what John 14, 26, Jesus said it this way, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, who I'm going to send in my Father's name, he's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. And so in those moments, what, what happens is, is that a crisis comes or someone asks you a question or you're witnessing to an unbeliever and they ask you something and you weren't prepared, right? You didn't have that in the presentation for the day. And then all of a sudden you remember a verse way tucked down there in your mind that, that you, you hadn't prepared for the day, you haven't reviewed, but what happened? The Holy Spirit is bringing that out of the file cabinet, right? And he's saying, you, you've put this to memory. Now I want you to, to turn it loose and open up your mouth and speak. And in those moments, what power there is where it's not Travis talking, it's God talking at that point. And this is why scripture memory is so important that we must discipline our minds to have the words of the Bible accessible even when a copy of the Bible is not available. So that's it. If the hard copy of the Bible, your phone, or or wherever you read the Bible from, if it's not right there in front of you, can you have the Bible accessible even when it's not available? See, something happens when the Word becomes portable with, with you. Your spiritual growth is completely exponential. Um, the discipline of meditating and memorizing Scripture turns God's Word um, from a Bible on a uh, book on a shelf to words literally on your heart. And, and that just does so much stuff, uh, so so much importance for, for how you are to live and follow Him. Uh, scripture is very care, uh, very clear about how we're to study the Bible. As, as we mentioned in episode two, it's not so much about reading God's Word as meditating God's Word. And, and what happens is, is that the more that you meditate on, on a section of Scripture, whether it's a phrase, a verse, a chapter, or even a book, and you start to meditate on it so much that you're able to memorize it, what happens is those truths are so saturated in your soul more than speed reading through chapter after chapter, you start to take the Word of God with you portable everywhere that you go. So scripture like Joshua 1.8 and Psalm 1.2 says we want to meditate on God's Word both day and night. Uh, Deuteronomy 11.18 says that, that God, what He does is he, he lays those words on our heart. Jeremiah 15, 16 talks about the word, how it became the joy and delight uh, of his heart. And and what a thought to say that that, that comes as, as not just the, the joy and the delight of the book, but, but it's on my heart now. It's moved past the shelf onto my very soul. Psalm 119, 11 tells us why we memorize scripture. It's very important. He says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. If you are tired of sinning, that's why you memorize scripture right there. Uh, it doesn't get any clearer than that. If you want to fight sin, you memorize scripture. You get that so much in your head. You find out what the weak areas you have in your life, and you establish some fighter verses, and you go to war with that stuff. So, so you are storing that word in your heart so that you may not sin against God. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ richly so dwell in you that when you open up your mouth, you're literally like singing the word of God, and you're teaching the word of God with, with all thankfulness. And and so there's this beautiful picture of how the word of Christ, when it richly dwells within us, that when we open our mouths, that it speaks. And, and even so in prayer, John 15, 7, Jesus said it this way, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So, so when I memorize God's word and I have an opportunity to pray, now I'm praying in accordance with God's will because I'm praying God's word. So the more of God's word that I have meditated on and now memorized that even when I open up my mouth in, in prayer or open up my mouth in, in teaching someone or encouraging someone, 
Wouldn't you rather hear what God has to say rather than somebody else, rather than mere man? And so it's such a reminder of the power of Scripture memory. Um, when I think through one of my favorite verses of Scripture, it was probably one of the top ten uh, that I first memorized there on my keychain. Um, I remember it was Joshua 1.8. And just to give you context of what happened with Joshua, Moses, who has led the people out of Egypt through 40 years of wilderness wanderings, has just died on the cusp of entering the promised land. Like They can see the promised land. Canaan is right there. And Moses, their fearless leader, uh, has just died. And Joshua has taken up the mantle of leadership. Now, you talk about some, some big shoes to fill, right? I mean, can you even imagine stepping into that? That is overwhelming. Uh, it's intimidating. And so what, is, what does God come and say to Joshua? Hey, look, you, you've grieved uh, for many days now, but it's time to get up because there's still work left to be do and done. And he says, be strong and courageous. I'll tell you again, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. And then in chapter 1, verse 8, he says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it carefully so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. And that verse literally just revolutionized the way that I thought about um, memorizing Scripture because of all the things that, that it really unpacks for us. And, and so let me just break them down for you really quick. First off, like when you when you memorize Scripture, here's the power of it. It calms you. Memorizing Scripture stills our heart when we are fearful regarding our circumstances. So, so Joshua is overwhelmed at, at not only is his mentor dead, now he's got to step into this role of leadership that he probably doesn't feel um, equipped to do. There's enemies that are trying to kill them. There's people he's trying to lead, and he knows they're divisive and idolatrous. And so he's overwhelmed. And so what is the calming factor in his life? That the book of the law, the words of, of God's word, are now tucked away in his head and his heart and his soul. And they're going to ground him in moments when he's overwhelmed. Um, that, that when there's other things pulling from him, that he's got that to pull him back. The other thing um, through scripture memory that it does is that it reminds. Memorizing scripture is a tangible expression of the presence of God in our lives. So when 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 God says to Joshua in Joshua 1 8, this book of the law shall not depart from you, he was talking Genesis through Deuteronomy. Now that's not normally where people go to memorize scripture. Not a lot of people are dropping Leviticus bombs on me all the time. But there's some beautiful, beautiful verses about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so Joshua had that word there. But what was incredible was, is if you think about what Joshua, if he were to go back through those books, he would remember how God was was, was um, the powerful creator. He would remember that God was the protector of the um, of Noah uh, during the flood. He was remembering the promises that God made to Abraham that this family would bless all the nations of the earth. He was remembering the promises that were given to Joseph that that even through suffering that God was going to get the glory out of it and doing good even in the midst of it. He he could remember the promises that that God said His people would reach Canaan, would reach the promised land. He had he, he remembered all the promises of God's faith. And, and knew the Ten Commandments and, and knew the other commandments that God had given him. And so it reminded him. So when he was having a, a, a choice to go right or to left, go left, he could remember this is what God's Word says when he memorized that Word, when he had meditated on it in such a way. And also equips. 
Uh, memorizing scripture allows us to speak God's word rather than our opinions. So when, once again, when I open up my mouth and I say, uh, I'm going to speak now, it's equipping me to speak on behalf of God. That, that first phrase, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It doesn't say should not depart from your shelf or should not depart from your study or should not depart from the church building. It says the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That means that when you go out the door, that God's word is right there on the tip of your tongue, ready to go. So that no matter what comes up, you've got something on your calendar, but man, God's got something else you don't see coming, that you're ready to open up your mouth and speak on behalf of God because you have deposited scripture deep down in your head that has resonated in your soul and you're ready to go when the opportunity presents itself. Um, scripture memory, the, the power of it, it also focuses uh, for, for the believer. Memorizing Scripture gives us truth to meditate upon throughout the day and night. That's what I love about uh, Joshua 1.8. He says, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. It's just like what Psalm 1.2 says, that the man who's blessed, he says he meditates on his word day and night. It's not just a little bit. So I, I know for some of you, it's, it's a really impressive thing if you can read the word for five minutes during the day. But what it speaks of is meditate on it day and night. Well, you can't have a book, a really heavy book, especially if you've got a study Bible in front of your face all the time, right? You got to drive, you got a job, you got people you got to take care of in your family. So you're going to have to do something else. But what happens when you memorize scripture is the physical copy of the Bible is closed, but the real truth of God's word is still open and it's ready at any point so that when anything happens in your home or at the workplace or along the way, you're ready because you've been meditating on it day and night. It just doesn't leave. It's like you're just constantly digesting these wonderful truths of God's Word. It directs. Uh, memorizing Scripture gives us clear applications of obedience in our lives. He says you need to meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do it, right? It doesn't just say meditate on it day and night so you can impress all your friends with all your biblical knowledge and your fancy Bible tabs. No, he says, memorizing scripture gives us clear applications of what you're to do. We don't memorize scripture to impress people. We don't even memorize scripture to impress God. We memorize scripture to fight sin because like, we hate it. And so we want to fight against it. And God says, hide God's word in your heart so that you may not sin against him. Psalm 119 verse 11. And, and also the, the last power of scripture memory is this, that it benefits Memorizing scripture provides beneficial success in our lives. Joshua is told by God, if, if you do it, if you apply this word, then it will make your way prosperous and you'll have success. Well, who doesn't want a prosperous life? Who doesn't want to have success in their dealings throughout the day? Well, God's word promises that if you do things his way, uh, there's going to be benefits. There's promises. There, there's good things. And, and we're not talking about an unhealthy level of like, this is all about me. But goodness gracious, it's kind of going down to if if God says don't play in the road, he's saying that for your benefit so that you can play a little bit longer. It's the same way as a parent. I want my children to play a long time so that I tell them don't play in that road. And so what happens is, is that if they obey my words, they have more things to enjoy. Well, if we obey the words of our Father, if we obey the words of our God, it gives us more opportunities to enjoy the things that he's given us. So now let's just think really quick of the path of scripture memory. Like if you go down this path, because it can seem overwhelming, where do you start? So how would you even begin to memorize scripture? Well, let me give you a path to get you started. First thing is this, research which important verses you need to memorize first. So, so I think through what are those areas of my life that I would want to, those top 25, right? Stop, start with five, go to 10, but what are the, the top ones that are so important? So establish fighter verses for the weak areas of temptation for you. So what are the areas of sin that you're struggling with? What are those sins that are so easily entangling you right now, like Hebrews 12.1 says? 
What are those? And find two verses per sin. You can Google it. You can you can search it, whatever. Say Bible verses on greed, Bible verses on pride, Bible verses on speech, whatever it is. You, you research, get two verses that you feel are manageable, and you memorize for all those weak areas in your life. You also strengthen abstract verses that you kind of know, right? You've, you've got some of those that you probably sort of have tucked in and, and you halfway know. Strengthen those. Get that on your list of 25. And then also include pivotal verses that you need to have prepared as a maturing Christian. Uh, make your prioritized list to begin. So establish what is the, what are those 25 verses. If you're going to memorize the first 25 verses of Scripture, and it may be just a chapter of Scripture, you might say, hey, man, I'm going to James, and, and, and I'm going to start in chapter 1. That's fine. But what are the, the top 25 verses that you want to do? So research. Number two is this. Rewrite the verse into some type of collection tool. Um, choose if you want to go paper or digital. Uh, if paper, collect some note cards or word cards on a keychain. And write the verse on one side and the reference on the other. If it's digital, find a great app to keep up your growing list and systematically review them. Once again, I, I had a, a keychain for a long time until one day um, I accidentally left that in my pocket. It washed in the washer and went to the dryer. And boy, was I devastated after that. Uh, so now I have a digital. I use an app called Scripture Typer uh, that I like. Uh, but there's other apps out there that are really good. Some are free. Some cost something. But but an app that's on your phone, what happens is, is you're not going to lose that list. But it'll systematically remind you that when it's time to review an important uh, verse. So you're going to rewrite that verse either into a paper or digital format. Uh, number three, read the verse out loud numerous times. So if you're you now you got your list of 25, you've got it together in your system, whether paper or digital. But now you're going to read the verse out loud numerous times. So starting at the verse helps you learn it. Like if you're just staring at it right over and over, but speaking the verse helps you memorize it. It trains your mouth. It gets you moving. It moves more than just your head and allows you to the fear the fear of getting uh, distracted or daydreaming. When you speak it, your your entire mind is focused on what you're saying. So open up your mouth and read it, and then read it again, and then read it again. It trains you to speak it and helps your retention immensely. Just like God told Joshua, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So the more you read it, the more accustomed your mouth is going to be putting these phrases together. It's, it's muscle memory. You're training these words go together because God put them together. Um, then the next thing that you would do is recite out loud by sections until you can say the complete verse. So start small. Increase the amount that you recite incrementally. So, so cover up sections of the verse as you go to build up the entire section. So if you were to start and say, uh, I, I want to um, memorize James 1.5, that you'd say, but if any of you lacks wisdom, but if any of you lacks wisdom, and just can you say that part on your own, and then you just add a little bit more to it. So, so take a section at a time, recite it out loud by sections until you get to the place where you can recite, uh, recite the entire verse uh, with it. Here's the next step that I think is very important. Refer to the book, chapter, and verse before and after reciting it. I mean, be meticulous in citing the reference before quoting it and after it. After you master it, you, you just need to include the reference before or after, but you want the ability to pass on the uh, reference to others so they can find it themselves. So if, if you're memorizing something, you want to say, Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. Because it's teaching you. Because once again, the goal is to open up your mouth to share it with somebody else, and they need to know where to find it so they can memorize it themselves. So you need to... Be so meticulous. I mean, be very, very painstakingly just um, focused on this aspect. Refer to the book, chapter, and verse before and after when you're reciting it. 
The next is this, repeat the verse until you have mastered it. Don't check it off the list until you have successfully recited the verse out loud numerous times. Get, get so incredibly comfortable with it that you can recite it with clarity and passion, right? You don't want to be at the place where you were able to say um, some verse and just sort of say it casually. You want to be able to say uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus uh, so that God, if he repair these good works beforehand so that we would walk in them. You were you were saying it and you're you're thinking of how the phrasing is and so you want it to be repeated so it's just second nature. It's easy to you. And the last thing is this. Review the verse through intentional accountability systems. So if you have a digital app, you find one that allows you to have reminders that keep you on track. But another option, make sure you have some regular habit of reviewing what you've learned and not lose it. You can even include another person to check on your progress, keep you accountable. If you've got an accountability partner, it's great to be able to say, hey, we're going to memorize this together, even make the same list. So then you're able to look at one another and say, hey, I, I want, um, I'm going to ask you this question and what verse is this and going back and forth as that accountability. And, and so, so if we go back to that story out and telling you about when that man just blew my mind about how much God's word that he did. And I started memorizing scripture that, that even me and my roommate, when we were in college, we would, we would almost have like a little competition that we would do. And, and I would say, what does God's word say about this? And he would have to be able to bring that verse from memory to me. And, and I would do the same thing for him. And, and we would challenge one another in verses that we were memorizing and memorizing some of the same list. And, and the deal is this, you want to review this. Why? Not Once again, not to impress anyone, not to earn the favor of God. You just would rather speak with God's words rather than your opinions. And so meditating on God's word and memorizing God's word allows God's word to be available to you at all times, even if the hard copy is not accessible to you at all times. I'm telling you, uh, there's so many people who have memorized John 3.16 and thank God for it, and, and they know bits and pieces of Scripture. And that's first-mile stuff. If you really want to go second-mile, you're going to get to the place where you say, I want to know God's Word on the most important things relating to my life and also how I can share and give my life away to help out others. The opportunity is available for you right now. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do it according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. If you're tired of just going the first mile in Bible memory, make up that list today of the, the next 25 verses you want to memorize, and you get going on it, just whatever it takes to start doing it. Start memorizing God's Word. Don't settle for an average life. I hope to see you on the second mile.